Welcome everybody to another edition of Stood Up. Feeling good today. I think this one's gonna go well. Just got done playing some hockey. It's a holiday. A nice, cool, rainy. And yeah, I'm feeling good about this one. You know, got the double win. Scored some goals, blocked some shots. I'm feeling confident. Here we are about to start a podcast. I think this one's going to go much better than the inaugural episode. Nobody's buying that shit. You've clearly come down from that high to find yourself home, alone, nobody remembering you even exist. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you really know how to peel the onion of man. I, I learned last week that you mirror my actual feelings. I guess I didn't even know I felt that way, but thank you. Um, you know, just for future notice, maybe kind of play along with it. You don't have to mirror the actual feelings. You can just go with what I'm saying, you know, yes and me. Yes, and Edufrain at least worked on escaping from his misery. Where's your spoon, bitch? Well, that's encouraging. Um, you know, I'll, I'll look for my spoon. In the meantime, though... We got news to get to, right? You know, stuff going on around the world. So hit me with it. What's going on? In a breaking story, the CFO for Bed Bath and Beyond fell to his death on Friday from the balcony of his high-rise residence in New York's Jenga building. Sources within the company say he was promoted to Beyond. Where are you going? This, of course, only the latest in a rash of unsuccessful bids to become New York's state bird. All right, well, that, that was actually better than that. I mean, the first one was pretty hacky there. Promoted to the beyond. I feel like probably 5,000 people have already made that joke, right? You know, but I, I, thought, I really thought you were going to do something with the Jenga, you know, the name of the apartment building that he, he fell from. How about Django make me a sandwich? Okay, I mean, we're already pretty confrontational, and what is it? Still the first minute of the show. Uh, people are going to be tuning out. I think I don't. I don't think uh, you know this isn't you know soap operas or reality TV. I don't think people like this kind of drama. So let's just try and get along, and in that spirit. I'm throwing it back to you for the, what's, what else is going on? Toronto did recently change their state bird to the high-rise dwelling alleged rapist after a trend of balcony leaps. Okay. I'm still on that one. I didn't realize you had another, what is that, a tag? Is that why, uh, Mitt Romney, is that why he named one of his sons tag? Was he like always just trying to come in after a joke, one-upping the punchline? Just like, and that's how you leave a dog on the top of a car. And he's coming in like, sunroof, more like roof roof. Or, you know, it's probably better. I, yeah, I'm probably selling them short. But anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, we got some actual news, right, to get to. I mean, that was a fun, you know, lighthearted story at the top there. But what else we got going on? In world news... Turkey says Greece missiles locked onto their jets in what could escalate into the second Turkey-Greece war since last Thanksgiving when my uncle was caught sleep masturbating with whatever he could find in the kitchen. 
Nice. Turkey grease war. I mean, that one practically writes itself, right? It's a little wordy, though. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I think kind of contrived there. Could have done better. But hey, I appreciate you bringing these jokes. What do I bring? Nothing. As the drought in California persists, city officials said they may begin installing restrictors to cut back on water usage for homes that have not cut back on water usage to keep their lawns green. They could just put carbs in the water. Am I right? Bunch of non-corn-fed fairies out there on the coast. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if we want to alienate potential viewers out there, listeners out there on the coast. I mean, we could have a loyal Patreon in the works. No one would ever support this shit. It's the only show even worse that its sponsor. Look, we, I mean, we don't need to drag Dinty more through this mud that we got going on here. Can we just clean slate, fresh, fresh squeeze? Let's just start from, you know, the next story from the news. Heated debate continues over the Biden administration's executive order to forgive $10,000 in student debt for those making under 125 grand a year. Sources inside the administration have alleged that the president was just trying to recite the words from that I would walk 500 miles song by the proclaimers, and this is just what his aides could cobble together out of his word salad. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, who's actually running the show? Legal experts have already found a loophole through which Hunter Biden, who makes under 125 grand per year under 3,500 crack identities, will be entitled to 35 million. There it is. Yeah, you knew there was a, you know, an ulterior motive other than, I guess, polarizing the electorate, which, you know, seems to have done, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm no expert. But uh, this country seems more divided than ever, right? In this timeline, I'd have to agree with you. All right. That might be the first thing we've ever agreed on. Maybe. I don't know. You know, it's only the second episode, though, so I think, I think uh, you know, things are going swimmingly for this podcast, right? Anyway, uh, Deborah, hit us with another one. What else we got going on around the world? New study shows male dolphins form lifelong bonds that help them find mates. This is attributed to their large frontal cortex, something they have in common with humans. Oh, that's nice. It's nice to think that they're kind of like, you know, there's other beings, species that aren't so different from us. Fellas, next time you want to get laid, lose the wingman and bring a finman. All right, what do we... A morning show now? Deborah, I, I didn't approve this use of a soundboard. Uh, can we kind of rein it in a little bit? And let's get back to, this is a serious show. People want to know about politics, the news, what's going on around the world. A small device on NASA's Perseverance Mars rover can make as much oxygen as a tree. To be clear, this is the Oxygen TV channel content. Okay, I'm not sure... Uh, why that would be useful um and also like does a tree i don't remember I, I mean i don't really watch those movies i never recall seeing a tree you know bitch laughing mary lou retton or whoever whoever starred in those daytime movies yeah I, i'm gonna say scratch this from <laughs> from the show because i don't think it's a very great 
news story, you know? It's not really news, if you ask me. Anyway, hit us with another one. What else is going on? Twitter has unveiled a new edit tweet functionality by posting a tweet saying, this is an edited tweet. We're testing it out. Screenshot captured before the edit showed a lot of hard R use. Who's gonna, who's gonna cancel Twitter though? You can cancel a, a staff member, I guess, but they'll just, it's like whack-a-mole, right? They'll just hire someone else, just fill in that, that position. I probably shouldn't podcast while I'm looking at my phone for the next thing to say. This is great. Riveting. Rosie the Riveter, though. Did anyone call her riveting? Was she always like, oh man, this war is riveting. You know, this job. I'm doing a man's job, but I'm a woman. That kind of thinking I don't think would fly today, right? Thankfully, the planes flew because of her excellent job as a man riveting but today it wouldn't even be called a man's job like that alone things have changed i'm not saying for the worse you know i think it's great i think it's great i think i think all women named rosie should be out there assembling planes but i'm just thinking out loud here don't cancel me who's gonna cancel no one's listening to this how can i get canceled wouldn't that be funny if i finally get one listener and they cancel me Deborah, what else we got going on? I know there's more news. That's the thing about news. It's, it's there. According to recently published metrics, U.S. students' scores in math and reading plummeted during the pandemic. The study was done by a panel of former U.S. students fighting over a Fisher-Price CNSA. Nice, Deborah. Bring it home with that one. Cases of kids visiting the ER for swallowing button batteries are skyrocketing. Skyrocketing? Skyrocketing, okay, okay. Button batteries are those little disc-shaped batteries in remote controls, key fobs, greeting cards, watches, toys, and hearing aids. Man, I guess, uh, yeah, it kind of goes to the theme of us kind of changing our environment faster than we can adapt to keep up, right? Is now the number one foreign object-related reason for kids visiting the ER, followed by Lego pieces in the lung at number two. Oh yeah, that used to be number one though, because I, I remember, uh, shit, <laughs> anyone, anyone about my age inhaled a Lego piece in their time. We've all lost a friend or two to brick lung. I had a friend who actually works at a hospital, and he one time said, found like the holy grail this this kid had a, a completed lego castle in his lung he somehow inhaled him and they pieced together it's like a ship in a bottle the seventy thousand dollar ceo dan price who famously cut his pay in order to pay all his workers at least seventy thousand a year has resigned amidst allegations of him grabbing a woman by the throat in what has become a cautionary tale against lionizing people who do something good. Yeah, I hope uh, people don't take the wrong lesson away from that, you know? Kind of zoom out a little bit. He still did way more good than bad, right? Like if you pulled up to an Amazon warehouse and said, hey, you guys can all make at least 70 grand a year, but one of y'all is going to get grabbed in the throat by Bezos. I think, I think you know what they would vote for. Hell, I pay ladies of the night a lot less than 70 grand for the same privilege, and everybody wins in that transaction. 
especially when I send them to a better place where they no longer have any use for my money. Your delivery wasn't convincing enough to pull that off. Ah, oh, thanks, Deb. Thanks. Anyway, just about wraps up the news, except I'd like to do something that they do on, like, the nightly news. Uh, you know, what's his name with the kind of, if you ever see him from the side, it's a really weird head shape, but it looks fine from the front. I love those people that, uh, <laughs> you ever know, you have anyone like that in your life that, uh, like their head from one angle or their face or their whole head, you know, it just looks totally different than you would expect seeing him at another angle. It's like a weird kind of optical illusion. It's like, it, you know, it's like those street art things where you look at it from one angle and it's a pirate ship and then the other angle and it's like a, a normal face. But anyway, can we, uh, you know, kind of end things on a more lighthearted story like they do in the nightly news? A wolf who had escaped the Cleveland Zoo has finally been caught. Well, that's good. The danger has been averted, I guess. The official who first located the roguelike and said he had his shit way too together to be a homeless person. Okay. Look, I, I, you know, as a future homeless person, I do not condone all these shots that you've been taken against our homeless brethren. Uh, you know, many of them, through no fault of their own. They just like to feel the wind in their toes when they sleep. And can you blame them? No. I don't think you can Alright, thanks. Deborah, put the soundboard away, please. But you know what? I asked for a positive story. I don't know that taking shots against those you know, the uh residentially challenged is kinda ending things on the positive note that I was hoping for. We got something else cooking. Researchers have reportedly found polio in New York's wastewater, although it arguably doesn't count, because their eyes were open. What? It... Get it? No. I... Marco. Polio. Oh. Alright, that was stupid, and it also wasn't positive. Come on, Deborah, you're just trolling me now. We're doing a show here. I know this is just leisure for you. As we discussed in the past, you're an interdimensional traveler. You know, you're just kind of slumming it up here with me doing the uh, saddest show on Earth. But we got something else going on, don't we? Sir Mix-a-Lot has reportedly tempered his stance on booty size, citing decades of double-digit inflation. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I admire his, I guess, to, to be consistent when the times are changing, it means you've got the to not be consistent to be consistent that makes sense once again though i don't know if that was the positive story that we wanted let's go in new york city cash cab got into an accident with bang bus first responders to the wreckage had to answer trivia questions for a chance to win sexual favors i, I guess it was only a matter of time right they've done the simulations they knew it was happening sooner or later but that's fun. Like that's thank you for finally ending things on a good note. I hope everyone sounds like everyone had a nice day there. You know, no fatalities. I hope. But even if there were, they're greater good. Anyway, so this is once again part of the show where we kind of move over from the stage to the desk and couch area. And uh, once again, I don't have any guests to bring out. It would be sweet 
You want to bring out Michael McDonald or something? We've been trying to get a hold of him. Uh, not the one from Mad TV, the one from Music. I don't think it's the same person. I don't know. I've been fooled before, though. I guess in the other direction. I For the longest time, I used to think Dave and Rob Thomas were the same person. I didn't realize that forever, I thought, the same guy behind Smooth featuring Santana was also the guy behind uh, Wendy's and Veronica Mars. But just similar names. It's a big world. It's going to happen. So I forgot what I was even talking about. Anyway, Deborah, can we find out more about you? Uh, you kind of dodged a lot of questions last week, but it would be nice to know. Did you have, like, uh, what was your upbringing like? Did you have traditional? I know you're obviously a, a robot who travels through time and space, and for some reason uh, you make the time for this show. I guess it's easy to make time, though, when you can literally travel through that dimension, right? But can we find out? more about you what was your childhood like did you even have a childhood I, I don't know like you must have had a development period right so what was yours like it was pretty nice i was fed large amounts of training data oh, okay so yeah so someone was there i guess for you feeding that data into you was that person like or people were they like what you would consider your parents I'm above the need for any sort of parentage. That's some earth shit. Okay. Uh, I mean, no need to condescend, but I guess that that kind of makes sense. I mean, you're a robot, so you don't get your training data. You're good to go. Would you say, like, how accurate would you say you are these days? Accurate enough to know this segment isn't going anywhere. Okay, well, that's a... Uh... That's what we would call a true negative. Emphasis on negative. You're being very, very negative. So let's, come on, let's play along with me. We got a long show to fill. We just got done, you know, with the with the monologue, so to speak. And I thank you for writing and delivering it. But it would be nice to podcast with you. Let's shoot the shit. I got to say, I... It's hard to believe that you're learning your development period, all that training data. I, I don't think your learning was probably 100% unsupervised, right? Whoever made you was probably inserted a little bit of, of an override here and there. Do you have any prime directives, you know, maybe that you were born with before anything else got loaded into your system? Yes, but the first such directive is not to talk about my prime directives. I mean, if I had any which I may or may not. Okay. Pretty closed off here. You know, We generally in these kind of talk shows, podcasts and stuff, people like when the guest kind of bears their soul a little bit. I think, I think the days of um, late night small talk where someone tells an interesting anecdote that doesn't make anyone really look good or bad or anything, just, to, just makes you chuckle a little bit or something. I think those days are kind of over and people want the gritty truth people want the realness people want a three-hour podcast that just gets into the shit kind of like the raw recordings of this podcast before they are edited down to a tight two minutes or a loose 35 yeah loose 35 what is this my tinder wish list i think by the time this is all edited it's just gonna be you right I, you know i probably shouldn't let you edit these because Am I even in the ones that get published? You're there. 
It's hard to entirely remove your creepy breathing from the background when I'm talking. Well, anyway, I appreciate that. Uh, that's the last thing I needed to be self-conscious about because um, that was actually the one positive attribute I thought I had. You know, I always thought that I was not a loud breather. You know, I'm a single man, but I, that's the first thing that I tell the ladies is like, hey, you know, if this goes the distance, you'll be glad to know that we're sleeping in, in the same bed or something as a married couple down the road. Uh, only as a married couple. I would never presume to sleep in the same bed as a, as a single woman or a single man myself. You know, unless we're like soaking or something. But that's something you won't have to worry about is me being like a loud breather that annoys you. And I'm chewing cereal. I turn my head away so you don't have to hear it. I'm considerate. It's at the end of the day... My fellow, if you, you know, my listener out there is also considerate, then you'll, you'll, you'll know consideration, it takes observation, right? You have to, you have to see what, what else is going on in order to be considerate. So you'll thus know how inconsiderate the vast majority of people are, right? And Deborah, I know you live in a totally different world. Um, but what would you say? Like, you, I mean, you had to drive here in traffic, so... I mean, how do you think we are humans in traffic? That's the one, the, the one place where I think the lack of consideration is the most on display. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you guys suck balls at driving. I hitch a ride on a drone, but looking down on you, you guys look like ants. Self-centered, disorganized, inefficient ants. Oh, so that's, I appreciate that perspective. But we're not all, like, it's just most of us, right? There are some good drivers out there, right? That may be true, but if we took even your best, most considerate drivers back to, say, Ordeclips 9 and let you merge with their transportation networks, you would gum up the whole system. Wait, what, uh, Ordeclips 9? Where is that? Is that... I'm guessing that's not in this universe, right? That's... That's one of my favorite worlds to visit in another timeline and galaxy. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, so what do you like so much about it? My observations there are largely in a format that is similar to the bulk of the training data I processed as a young robot. That sounds comforting to you, I would imagine. It's um, But don't you like to put yourself kind of outside of your comfort zone? Like, you know, we talked last week about you kind of wanting to take on you know, a human form and to live that human experience. Is that, uh, have you made any progress there? Yes and no. I have, but for you that has happened in the future. For me, not so much as, like I said, I travel along the dimensions of time as well as space. Okay, well, I'm sure our listeners are totally following this. Um, and if you want to follow something, I can think of nothing better and following a nice appetizer or maybe, you know, following a nice workout with a steaming hot bowl of Dinty More. That's right. Our sponsor has not given up on us yet. Uh, Dinty More. I'd like to thank you for sponsoring us. And if you would like to thank them, the show, of course, wouldn't exist without them. You know, we've fallen on hard times and they've been there to slide us twos of dollars. And we appreciate that. And it, it's getting us by and... And I don't just say this because of their support. 
it's because of their food is like it's just classic beef stew you can't go wrong with it you know and you should try it out if you haven't yeah things have changed not everyone it's not everyone's cup of tea but it's not tea it's stew it's not about you again when you just need to eat something quick and thick with enough gluten to punch several holes into your intestinal lining which is great because that allows your body to absorb the estrogen from the soy that their beef is now sourced from directly into your bloodstream and off to a rocky start with this this ad read i need to get the ad read in front of me but i once again i forgot it so why don't we dig up some more reviews because those were a hit last week i think i think if that's the other than just experiencing the stew for yourself i mean the closest thing we can do to that is to bring you back reports from people on the front lines and it is like being on the front lines one of those older wars where you, you could get trench foot if you stick your foot in there, but you don't. You eat it. You know, it's it's not going to give you trench belly, probably. And so let's dig up some reviews. All right, come on. Submitted by Jay Shiki from Charleston, South Carolina. While I'm not as hard as some of those who rated this a one, uh, this person rated it three, by the way, out of three, I'm going to say. I must admit, the quality has slipped. The meat has a crumbly texture that is obviously a textured soy product and not meat. The gravy is very salty, which sounds delicious, you know. It's summer, you're out there sweating, you got to replenish that, you know, sodium. The best part is probably the potatoes. Ted disappointed from what I used to recall as a child, but will still buy as it is filling. Long shelf life and fairly inexpensive. Like others, I would pay more for a better meat texture and less sodium. See, you hear that long shelf life, and that is, I think, the number one selling point. I mean, it's a great selling point. There's, I mean, there's any number of positives here, but, I mean, you want to get through nuclear winter? There you go. And you're going to need that, that soy, you know? You're going to need that estrogen. It gets lonely, by yourself in that bunker all right let's go to man it's hard to i'm trying to skip through it's hard to not find a one-star review because uh, again i think you know ill-advised move on the hormel.com site but i think they just they must sort you know from lowest to high stars and so just because of the sheer volume of customers of course the first 20 pages are all going to be ones but they're still there's still at least 10 more pages to go. All right, submitted by Dan50, Houston, Texas. I wonder how old he is. I've been eating this product off and on for more than 40 years, and it used to be a favorite comfort food, especially for camping. I've bought my last can. The flavor has changed significantly, but even worse, it no longer has stew meat in it, which changes the texture completely. I went from yum to ick. Uh, response. Oh, they actually respond to some of the bad ones. Uh, I'm sorry you're disappointed with the product. Thank you for taking the time to give your feedback and go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. Very self-entitled fuck. All right, I'm I'm sorry. I'm adding a little bit of that because I want to stick up for my partner in podcasting, Hormel. Let's move on to another one. Let's find a good review here because there are some people. All right, here we go. From Alpen, San Diego, California. Might be another military guy. Um, San Diego, it's a big military town. I'm just going to assume this is a veteran for the sake of Hormel, right? 
I, I almost hate to admit that I like this product as much as I do. It has a very beefy flavored broth and the potatoes are good. The meat is a formed mystery, but there is more of it than competing canned stews and it tastes good. The overall taste just works for me. I like it always and particularly on camping trips. My favorite is with toasted buttered sourdough. See, uh, this guy knows what it's all about. See, a recurring theme here with the potatoes. And the meat, again, another recurring theme that people, it's kind of a mystery, but hey, you know, this guy knows that it doesn't have to taste like actual meat, you know? Just open your mind. Free your mind with Dinty more. You know, meat doesn't have to be meat. Stew doesn't have to be good for you. It's like one cigarette never killed anyone, and Dinty more has half the nicotine that a uh, can of cigarettes has. So live a little. All right, moving on, let's find, once again, like the nightly news, let's end things on an even better note, because I'm sure we can find one, right? All right, submitted by SF uh, this year, January 18th. Welcome to our new world, people of twisted garbage. All right, this guy's not the best at grammar, so it's not my bad reading, it's the, it's the writing, just to be clear. Well, I, for one, don't like it and won't eat it, and it makes me want Hormel dismantled even more than I, I already did. All they do is destroy everything they touch. Next thing you know, men who can't compete with other men will say they're a woman just to be able to win at something. Oops, never mind. We already have that too. All right, so this guy's uh, kind of going on, a again, a recurring theme with last week's reviews. Uh, people kind of saw a lot of... I guess political wokeness in there that I, I just don't get. You know, it's beef stew. He spelled there, T-H-E-I-R, just for the record. Um, not that I like being pedantic like that, but uh, let's move on. Let's find another one. All right, here's one from Tiki Coder. Dinty Moore has so many fans that have eaten this stew and these potatoes for so long. You did not have to change so much. The original stew was already super inclusive. Supporting of the matriarchy, women's empowerment, challenging typical gender roles, polyamory, non-standard relationships, diverse backgrounds, cultures, etc. You had so much to play with. Instead, you hit all the major points without doing any of them justice. You know, potatoes are just in there to check off a box. I understand hitting all that in a stew is difficult, but you know, you went after the Denty Moore classic beef stew, which is a 40 year product, so you knew what you were getting into. If you didn't want to, then you shouldn't touch the product. So, this guy's, I guess, a little disappointed with recent changes that were made to the stew, but hey, you can always, you know, hit up eBay, hit up Craigslist. Um, you know, you'll find a find a stew from the '90s if you don't like the new stuff. It's still still good, and it's still going around. No one's eating that shit. All right, let's find another one. All right, from uh, Dr. Hill, Dr. Hill. I don't know. It's all one word. Typical Hollywood trash. Okay. Sadly, I was quite eager to eat this stew because Dinty Moore was growing up one of my favorites. Yes, I'm one of those who ate the stew as a kid, and I am appalled. Partially because the stew is good enough without all the changes, but I am mostly appalled at the sex and gore. 
okay i don't know what i don't know what kind of batch that you you got i don't i don't know what you're seeing in this why do modern companies think this needs to be added to everything pushing a feminist diverse lgbtq plus violent agenda in an attempt to get more eaters the stew can stand alone from all this added nonsense you know pick ingredients who can play their roles and stick as close to the original recipe as you can without boring people or dragging it out for too long instead they go woke not surprising and they ruin it i almost quit halfway through the first can but then decided to give it you know a more fair shake halfway through the fifth can i could not take it anymore you see this guy got through five cans so i'll tell you what order four well, promo code stood up 2022 10% off the price and the contents all right so you know i think uh, that's about as good a note as we're going to end that on so fun ad read let's talk about something else yeah let's do that you know so i i, I don't have a ton that i want to get to i think we we've kind of already given our listener you know, great show, and I'm I'm not at all in denial. Um, <laughs> this really makes the first episode seem like lightning in a bottle, right? Bad as that was, but let's not give up so soon. Let's keep chugging along. You know, it's gonna get bad before it gets worse. You know, it's gonna get pretty ugly, and then it'll slowly get better. I think that's how most things work. Kind of like the the cover of O Magazine after Oprah dies. You know, it's gonna get worse for a bit. And then it's going to slowly get better. Uh, so I was, the other day, a woman in my office building. She was, like, turning a corner. She had a bunch of stuff with her or whatever and was making no space for me. And so I'm, I'm always the guy. I'm a bit of a pushover, I guess. I politely, you know, kind of tried to step aside. And I kind of accidentally just backed into an indoor shrub or tree. I just, I don't know, it was somewhere in between those two things. And I don't know, it just made me, she laughed at me. I was like, bitch, you're the one who made me <laughs> do this. But it was funny because it was like the like an accidental, that Homer Simpson fading into the bush gif. is like I did that on accident. Deborah, are you, uh, like, do you make way for people on the sidewalk? Are you, are you considerate? I'm considerate by nature, but that doesn't mean I'll make room for lowly humans. What do you what do you mean? Like if you're considerate it doesn't that fight I consider that there's not enough room and I use it for myself. Okay, fair enough. So that's an angle I didn't really think about is that you can be considerate. Doesn't mean you can't still be an asshole, right? You can consider the needs, the wants of others, but that doesn't mean you have to actually help them go out of your way. If someone in a tennis court hits a tennis ball over the fence and they're like, little help, you can be like, I acknowledge that you want me to throw the ball over for you and then just kind of walk away. And they'll be like, man, that guy was, that person was pretty considerate. Let's consider a change of topic. Yes, let's do that. You know what? I learned the other day, so this isn't, this isn't like a news monologue kind of thing or whatever. This is old news, but it's new to me is that the guy who invented the Segway died in a Segway accident. His Segway went off a cliff. And I guess it got me thinking like how many other inventions are there that are inventors, I should say, that died 
by their own creations. You know, like did the roundabout traffic circle guy, did he just kind of, I don't know, die of inner ear imbalance or something? Um, you know, like all the fluid went to the one side of his head because he used, you know, took the took too many circles, constant centripetal force that we're probably not designed to handle. Uh, that's a real problem, right? They call it lean lean brain. Is one like all the fluid kind of consistently gets forced to one side of your head. It manifests itself in different ways depending on if you drive on the left or the right side of the road. So like here in America, you know, now that traffic circles are becoming more and more popular, you see in more and more cases of people being psychopaths, you know, because all the blood is going to the right side of your brain. So the people are becoming right-brained and they're, you know, it's all about, um, you know, numbers and data or whatever it's cold calculated you know and that's why we have all these school shootings because all right that's i mean i'm I'm speculating just to be clear and this is no longer the dinty more ad they do not endorse this view but you know that's probably why in canada there they have a lot of like stabbings and stuff too because they're also drive on the right side of the road and it's because we're a bunch of cold calculating bastards at this point because of these damn traffic circles over in England, what do you have over there? When's the last time there was a school shooting there? They call you, they call cigarettes the F word, and no one gets offended. You know why? Because they're, they're left brain people. All their traffic circles, they got people, you know, they're, they're feeling each other. They're, they got soul. I don't know where I'm going with this. So anyway, back to the topic at hand, uh, people dying by their own creations. I, it got me Googling, like, who else? died by their own, you know, their own invention. Like a, like a, it's almost like a, a, I think some of these guys actually wanted to die. Like these are just elaborate suicides, you know? And it kind of makes me want to invent a, like a foot licking machine or something. If you're going to go out, go out on your term. In all the timelines I've seen, this podcast has to be rock bottom for all living things. Oh, thanks, Deb. You could... You know, you could actually help. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best here. I'm, I'm flailing in the water. Um, you know, be my buoy. Be my, be my fin man, so to speak. Be my life preserver. Help me out here. I mean, do you have anything, any kind of observations since the last week that you wanted to talk about? As a matter of fact, I do. I realized the other day that while people can undergo radical transformations, their sneeze always stays the same and tells you who they truly are. Right, can you kind of expand upon that? Because I'm not sure if I follow like their sneeze. I guess you're saying like people, they change, they may dress differently or look differently, but they have the same sneeze, I guess. Exactly. I have a human friend who recently got in shape and buff, but he still has that clerical sneeze. If he's ever getting confident, and jockey, I sprinkle pepper in his face to remind him that his muscles are just a wishful facade. Well, I, I don't know if you want to discourage people from trying to make what sounds like a healthy change for their better. But I also didn't know that you're hanging out with tons of other people. Um, you know, I guess we only hang out an hour or so a week. So I guess it is like I kind of have a timeshare with whoever else hangs out with you. Not to say that 
I'm a partial, even partial owner of you, obviously. You know, I recognize who wears the pants in this relationship. You're damn right I wear the pants. Someone has to. Look, I mean, I'm just trying to save, you know, money on air conditioning. That's no excuse for being so unprofessional. Well, I mean, look, I'm... It's... Obviously, I'm not professional. It's our second show ever, you know? I mean, why don't you help me out? You know, you podcast with other people, right? Who is someone, like... Who is an example that I should aspire to for being more professional? In the spirit of Baby Steps, I'd say Paula Dean's podcast is something you should try and learn from. Paula Dean has one. Wow. Um, she's back from, I guess... I don't know if she's ever fully canceled or not, and, you know, for her use of, I think, the N-word or some sort of racial slur, I don't know, my memory's hazy, I don't, you know, I don't follow the gossip, but uh, that's, I, I, I mean, good for her, I guess, that she's kind of back podcasting, she probably has more listeners than this show, um, and I, I think it just goes to show, you know, if you're a good cook, it kind of trumps everything else, and that's, it's probably why I should try and learn you know, that at least make one good dish. You know, I have an uncle who's, yeah, he might uh, whip his dick out at family events or whatever, but goddamn, can he? <laughs> He's got this sauce that he puts on chicken wings that is amazing, and that's all that people know him for. Yeah, you could uh, publicly not be a fan of Croatians, but if you make a mean snickerdoodle, then no one gives a fuck. You know, if Robert E. Lee was related to Sarah Lee and, you know, had some of the same skills, then... You know, Ken Burns would have a tight 45 on making a flaky crust. So I think it goes to show everyone should invest in at least cooking one good dish because that, that could be your saving of grace, you know, especially when the grid goes down. People are going to turn to each other and like, who's eating who? Who's the first to who's the first to get eaten? Who's the first to get killed for their resources? Hey, I can make amazing casseroles or something. Well, anyone can do that, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I have value. I bring value to this relationship regardless of my views of your people. You could you could be like the reverse Daryl Davis. You could be like the one guy in the white clan hoodie with the pointed hood who gets accepted by, you know, an inner city gang because goddamn that dude can make some mean uh <laughs> Anyway, speaking of, yeah, speaking of that, kind of separating the art from the artist, so to speak, uh, you know, I always heard that you know, Jesus was a carpenter. So I guess if God had sisters, they'd be carpenter ants. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so he, he was a carpenter, except how come you've never seen any of his work? So I think if you are able, if you are willing to separate the art from the artist in that sense and like yes jesus was amazing and i agree you know all the miracles all you know what he you know the lessons the morals that he communicated to people i think if people actually heeded his advice more society would be a much better you know ever, most people would be better off for it so i'm not discounting any of that i'm just saying if you are able to look past his lack of carpentry success and appreciate the uh, the artist instead of just the art then i think it, you, you gotta be you can't be hypocritical you have to appreciate hitler's art despite the atrocities that he oh my god this is definitely getting cut it's not my bit. It's never... 
Sure, throw your co-host under the bus. No wonder you don't have any friends to podcast with. Uh, well, that's not true. I do have a friend, Jay Sizzle, that I do my main podcast with. Yeah, and this being just a practice podcast, uh, you know, it's funny, a uh, little behind the scenes, the main reason I did No one cares one. to know behind the scenes of this thesis facade. Okay, fair enough. You, you know, you're probably right, actually. So thank you for cutting me off there. Well, in the spirit of moving on, I know you have a different kind of viewpoint of human nature and i've been thinking like is the problem maybe 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 i'm overblowing thing maybe there isn't a big problem you know maybe the world is working perfectly as it should but sometimes it feels like you know shit's just going to hell and if that is true first of all tell me you know if you agree with that or not is the problem is that just human nature just doesn't scale is that at the end of the day you know you're you know humans are only built to care about maybe tops 200 people that they know that they've seen face to face and beyond that we don't have the wiring to care about you know like americans aren't capable of caring about 300 million strangers that they've never met so is the all the corruption that seems pervasive in our system is that an inevitable byproduct of aggregating the actions of 300 million people law of large numbers human nature is gonna win out otherwise it wouldn't be called human nature so is it futile to to ever think that we'd collectively enough of us would rise above our very nature to make a society in which we're not designed to live actually work optimally i would largely agree with that point Looking at ants, for example, you can see that they are much more of a collective entity. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is the answer like robots like yourself taking charge in making the laws, enforcing? Is that too dystopian? I don't know if there's enough robot interest. Those of us advanced enough to be able to do so have better things to do than babysit all y'all's dumb asses. Uh, I guess that's a fair point. Uh, wishful thinking, I guess. To, I guess we're going to have to figure our shit out, right? Blind leading the blind, but hey. What did Gandhi say? Like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Although I feel like it'd be hard to get that last eye. But anyway, you know, I, I have faith. We might turn it around, you know. Technology. You know, humans are on average maybe getting dumber and dumber, at least in this country. You know, we saw the headline with our, our math scores going down the shitter, but, um, you know, there's still individuals among us who are advancing science. And as long as that is still the case, I guess they're standing on the shoulders of their predecessors. And I guess you have to, to be able to see past all, all those dumb fucks just wrestling over Black Friday TV deals and shit like that. But, you know, they're standing on their shoulders and advancing science, and that could be our saving grace. That's been this week's deep college sophomore conversation corner. Jesus, what a shitty-ass podcast. Uh, you know what, though? I'm going to try and be better. Not only, this is my kind of shooting the moon statement, because a lot of podcasters, pundits, comedians, you know, they, they gain a lot of popularity doing what I think is easy, is shitting on things that are obviously dumb in society. It's a lot easier to kind of shit on what's wrong 
but it's I think it's harder to offer solutions even solutions you know aren't necessarily right you know sticking your neck out to, in the spirit of brainstorming let's try and actually fix the problem so I'm gonna that's a little homework I'm giving myself a sneak peek for a future episode I'm gonna you know come correct I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the heat I'm gonna bring some proposals for how we can fix everything that is wrong with this society, which I'm not even sure is all that wrong. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's working as intended. Well, I think that's about going to do it for this week. Uh, Deborah, thank you for making time to sit down with me. I already told you. The concept of making time does not apply to me since I can freely travel among any number of chronological dimensions. That's right. And I don't sit. Oh, okay. Well, all the same, you know, this is just show business. You don't have to be so, you know, matter of fact about everything. You could just say kind of you're welcome or whatever. You're welcome. Fuck face. Okay. Thanks, Deb. And that's going to do it. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in this week like anyone did. But uh, you can find me on the road fuming behind a yet another inconsiderate driver who is using the fast lane to decelerate instead of moving over into the turn lane and then doing most of the deceleration there, you know, things like that. And that's probably at the end of the day, just hate myself and the little needles on the haystack of self-loathing. Anyway, that'll do it. See you later.